average. I'm not no average. <laughs> we're not teenagers yet. We're adults. Right, we are... We can't wait to. <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. good. No. You're <laughs> no. Yeah, let me shut up. <laughs> What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Refreshing Daddy podcast. This is Mariama. Hey, cheeky people. Welcome back to the Cheeky Podcast. (laughs) (laughs) That's my new intro. You get it. Be serious, please. (laughs) This is what we're going to start the podcast with today. But I created a whole new intro and I never told anyone about this. Are you really sticking with this? Yeah, cheeky people. Welcome to okay. Cheeky Podcast. I can't take you seriously. You know what? No, seriously. Hi, guys. It's my welcome back to another episode of the Reflection Diary Podcast. Three, four? Yeah, no, this three. is episode three. Ha, we're moving all. Yeah, we're really moving, guys. But anyways, how are you guys doing today? I'll go We're first. Good. No, I'm not okay. good, <laughs> oh, Every day is good. I'm tired. It's already Wednesday and I'm tired. I can't wait for the weekend. Even though I work in the weekends too, but like, I'm I'm tired. Listen. Yo, I'm out here. I have not slept since Can I need to go to sleep, guys. I walked overnight and it's 1 p.m. And I didn't sleep. Before so you know, you'll be hallucinating here. Mm-hmm. Same things. That's good, though, because then she's, she's going to reveal things that we didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have energy, remember? You don't have energy today, then. But anyways, let's go to Daco. Oh, 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 oh. All right, all righty. So today's quote is from the book Milk and Honey by Rupi, again. I love her. Yes, 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 yes. And the code says, you deserve to be completely found in your surroundings, not to be lost within them. Yep. And can I just give a shout out to Bestie today that she did not make us wait to find a quote. I was prepared. I was was looking at this code ever since you know what you were talking about. I'm like, Okay, 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 okay. Luma Jahalmoy. Why... That's her responsibility. So why praise her for something she should have? Oh, oh Are you not tired? Don't you need to be positive <laughs> a bit to have more energy? I hate her. But I am vibes. I'm I'm just being professional right here. So I don't know what's wrong with these girls. Sorry, but, Madam uh, Professional. <laughs> leave me alone. But Mrs. Rupe. <laughs> I mean Okay, can I go first? Yeah, of course. I feel like most of us relate to that. You know why? Mm-hmm. Because we, at least once, mm-hmm. have found ourselves trying to fit into an environment yeah. where we shouldn't fit in. An environment where we are not meant to fit in. Mm-hmm. And I feel like when you try to fit in, in a certain environment, you become insecure. Number one, because you feel like you are the problem. You feel like you are not enough. You need to do something more, you know, to be accepted. Mm -hmm. Basically, let me, let me, let me rephrase that, but related to something that's really important to me. When I tried to fit in, in an environment before, 
like I said, I became insecure. I felt like I wasn't enough and I needed to change something about myself to fit in. But now how I look at it is that environment wasn't meant for me, first of all. It was never meant for me to fit in. It's not my environment. It's not my go-to. I shouldn't even be there in the first place. So why force it? Because when you fit in, naturally, that means you're meant to be there instead of you trying to change something about yourself. True. Did, do I make sense? Yeah, you mm-hmm. do make sense. We, we, yeah. I understand. Mm-hmm. That's my take. You do. You do. Yeah, I would, I would also say the same thing because um, oftentimes, even if we don't really realize it, we do it unconsciously that we try to fit ourselves into other people's perspectives and not our own, just so that we can, um, let's say, they can find us more um, presentable or they could be like, oh, she's so nice, just so that we can appeal to them, let me say. Mm-hmm. And um, what Kadi said is true. Like, I've, I've had so many uh, moments like this where I felt like, you know what, I have to be a certain way. I have to talk or dress a certain way for them um, to take me in and mm-hmm. also treat me like they treat every other one um, in this group. I mean, it takes a, a long journey to get to a place where you're like, you know what, if I don't fit in, then that's it. And if I do fit in, then mm-hmm. nice. But I don't need to change myself or my um, characteristics just so that I can hang out with these people. So basically, mm-hmm. it goes hand in hand with um, finding validation from other people instead mm-hmm. of validation mm-hmm. in yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like we we are all guilty of doing that. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. And, and like you said, you don't. Sometimes you don't even realize you're doing it because mm-hmm. you see basically the whole society trying to do something and even if you don't want to do it or that's not your thing you basically do it just because everyone else is doing it and you don't want to feel exactly you're trying to make yourself feel good by saying i'm doing the right thing Mm -hmm. you know you're going an extra mile for some people to look at you as -hmm. they look at their friends or as they look at people around them Mm -hmm. but you're not Mm -hmm. the same we are all unique Mm-hmm. and we all belong somewhere the world is right. unfair we might find ourselves where we don't want to be mm-hmm. or where we're not accepted like how we all are surviving basically because our skin colors our you know ethnicity mm-hmm. nationalities mm-hmm. you getting out of your comfort zone to go in another country basically you're just inviting that hate so also a lot of it has to do with peer pressure because when you are in your young, uh, when you, you are in your teenagers at school, you see these groups always. It's the same kind of people in the same kind of groups. That is because of peer pressure, right? I remember I had this boy at school. He didn't smoke. He didn't drink. He used to do nothing, none of those. He was so good. And then all of a sudden, he started hanging out with these kids. And I think like two months or something like that later, he was doing all these things and much worse than all of them were. And he wasn't even that kind Mm. of person. And they would talk behind his back like, yeah, he's trying to be cool now. He's trying to be one of us. But they wouldn't tell him that. And he he was doing all this for these people, even though they didn't care for him. And they would never care. Yeah. No. And it's nice for us to know now that we don't have to change ourselves 
to be accepted or um, for us to feel good about ourselves. But in to understand that in your teenage years is a very hard thing because it at is. that age you are trying to find yourself or where you belong. So, I mean, it's encouraging words to hear, but mm. not many teenagers take that into account. Like... I feel like they feel like they feel like we're just telling them nonsense. Okay, so based based on what we're talking about, do y'all feel like social media? Oh yeah, is part of the problem. Like it how has... everyone is trying to have this social media lifestyle, mm-hmm. even though like you know hustle your hustle. I respect the hustle. You get it. If you want to make the money, create content. But why go out of your morals? to just for views why try to act cool and basically just for views i don't like that and especially in our generation well i would take me as an now like you know me as as an example like when i see people doing makeup and like females doing makeup and stuff Mm -hmm. i'm like oh my god it looks really nice and i'll go do makeup like i like makeup like makeup is my thing but not Mm -hmm. to a point that like I really, really like it. So, like, but if I see people doing it on the internet, I'm like, I'm going to go do it just because other people are doing it. So that, I'm... Dive into that more because I feel like you're going somewhere with that. Okay, I'm doing it because I see somebody else doing it. It's not because I want to do it. I want to do it because they look pretty. So if I do it, maybe I'll feel pretty too. Just even though... Yeah, so do yeah. you feel pressured that you ganyunlaro like you yeah. are not doing mm-hmm. what yeah. you're supposed to do at your oh, age? I will, I will see somebody like younger than me, like let's say they mm-hmm. like nineteen, eighteen. They look grown. They look they put they look like they got their life together, like mm-hmm. you know makeups and stuff. Fed you know they know how I'm little. Mm-hmm. I'm like, how are they looking like that? And I'm something years old, and I'm not even like that. Like, so something. that makes me like one of <laughs> yeah, you know, the, something years old. Girl, you better say twenty six years old. Nah. <laughs> right, twenty six or twenty seven years old. Twenty seven years old, babes. <laughs> We're Jacks here, old, you guys. I'm yeah. not that old. Don't that don't that So when I see them looking that way, I'm like, how are they looking that way? And I'm like, that age. And I'm not even looking like that. I look younger than them. So like with that, I'm like, okay, I wanna, I wanna look like that too. Mm. Even though the way I look is fine. Now that I think about it, it's, it's fine. But the social media makes it look like you are not fine because you yeah. see other people looking different, and you wanna look like that just because you know. Yeah. But also has nothing to do with you not having self esteem or you not loving right. yourself. It's just. <laughs> Us as people, we are designed to be envious of uh, things that we see on a daily basis, especially if we feel like that's not ha- the same thing is not happening to us or mm-hmm. um, our lives are not going in that direction. But with the makeup part and or envying people on social media, especially those who look younger than you are or mm-hmm. are at the same age, I feel mm-hmm. you know what what's really good for me that helped i don't know if you follow any bloggers or influencers but i literally unfollowed all of them just because like i used i used to feel this way too i used to look at their lives or their stories and stuff and i'll be like oh my god how am i stuck here where i am and they're doing all these incredible things and if you think about it most of them 
the things that they will be uh, posting every single day, they just go out and make pictures for it and then go back inside, inside take right. off the makeup, <laughs> like put on normal clothes and just sit down and Within chill. That, They're not right. going out every day and enjoying life, let me say. It's right. a job. It's a whole it's job. Right. You exactly. you might enjoy doing it when the pictures come out, right? Mm-hmm. But you you be sleepy and you have to get up and get dressed for mm-hmm. that, you know, for that bread. Mm-hmm. So it's a whole job. But you taking someone's professional lifestyle, try to make it like your daily Yo. lifestyle, it's mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah. And they don't make it seem like it's a job. They make it seem like this is how I'm living exactly. every day. So we have to just get up and open our eyes. Alhamdulillah, they're most influencers who are keeping it real. Especially TikTok, Mungeni. People are keeping it real, showing their daily lives, showing that, okay, I have to create, fake myself getting up from bed. You know, getting up, going to fix. How can, okay, how can you just get up, fix the camera, go back? I look so good. (laughs) And then wake up. (laughs) Fix your eyebrows. You're like, let me go fix that eyebrows real quick. Fix the eyebrows. Take that muscle really nice and then go to bed go and then get bed. up and mm. no fix your and camera and like, oh and be like god you look so good in the like morning. i love your lifestyle oh, look so good in the morning honestly like... i like it i like it you know what i like it but i don't have anything against it anyways it's yeah. just like i blame the people who believe that they woke up like that I'm just mm-hmm. like they're trying to make their money. I mean, it's it's nice. Them though, Kadi, because not everyone uh, um, knows for a fact that they do that after they have done their. So, so therapy. you want to tell me one ghost fix that camera? <laughs> no, but I think like not everyone thinks that far. Not everyone does genuinely believe that those people wake up like that. So people changing their lives. I mean, you can't argue that it's really dumb for them to leave everything and be like, I want to live like this person or I want to have their faces because that's impossible mm-hmm. to some extent. But um, also, I can I, I can understand to some degree, degree because if that's what you're always um, looking at, if that's what you inspire to have in your life, then you will do then everything necessary mm-hmm. to do it. Influencers need to be more real. I feel like stop the with the oh, just show, just show like what you're doing. Just show your fans like, oh, this is my daily life. Oh, yeah, create and being real with it. And yeah, how I look like most of the times. Exactly, but people are getting it, especially on TikTok. TikTok feels like a private story because no one cares about looks that much Mm -hmm. as Instagram. Instagram, when people go there, it's about serious, 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 serious. Yeah, perfect. Instagram was really not my like thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think um. Snapchat was like really, like really, really my thing. Maria Mami. Yeah. Snapchat. <laughs> no, no, no. Like in like um having fun with your friends. You know how they have yeah. this um private story. I mean, Instagram have it too, but I would feel more comfortable on Snapchat. I feel like you're more carefree on Snapchat than on Instagram. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. but Insta is also a workplace for most of the people. Yeah, it is, it is, and it's getting, it's becoming a workplace. Like mm-hmm. we better make peace of Insta. <laughs> we better make some peace of Insta. And yeah, and I'm liking, I'm liking especially the Gambians that are hopping in, making yeah. their money, making yeah. the reels. You know, the girls are being creative. The dress sense. Can we talk about one last point before we move on? Mm-hmm. 
this I love this conversation. <laughs> but you know, you know, podcast it's becoming a lifestyle for me. It is. I don't know if y'all feel the same way. I mean definitely. Okay, so mm-hmm. I found myself like listening to podcasts when I started talking to you, Mama, right? Yeah. Then you introduced um Musopod. But now I found myself uh listening to podcasts as like a producer. Hey, <laughs> no, I'm you guys, it's to... really good at editing. That's really crazy. Oh, they edit yeah. all the, the sound now. I'm trying to keep it humble. I'm trying to keep it humble here, you know. I'm trying to keep it humble. But I'm listening to the sounds, I'm listening to the way they speak. I'm listening to like it's just like I'm learning yeah. instead of like enjoying. I'm enjoying it, but I'm like learning how they talk how they interview yeah. how they how they react and how they speak english how they you guys you guys i don't know if y'all know this but my good people would know this now, <laughs> i don't speak fast anymore like i used to i always want to make sure i pronounce my words like clearly yeah you know like i'm saying pronounce like pronounce my words like so pronounce my words pronounce so this is why you have been bullying my accent accent yeah no maimuna maimuna yo i was the even joking right? you with aisha your your english accent huh how it's did you really get, how nice. did you know how to speak english because you germany you went to germany like <laughs> let me like I'm I'm still confused. You and your oh, siblings, your really English is and yeah. no, I think it's because we just stick to um watching we just stick to watching English um series in English. Wow. We just kept on watching movies also in English and stuff. So And you um, hear your accent. It's not like yeah. it's not American, it's not British. It's giving authentic African. Ooh, <laughs> no, no joke. I don't I don't I don't talk about this girl. So when I do, yeah. you know, I'm in it for room. Exactly. Oh, my God. Oh. No, her <laughs> accent is like literally nice perfect. perfect. I actually like, that's one Girl, of you better take it before I take it back. No, that's I'm one of the things this I like about Leslie. Yeah, so podcast is becoming my lifestyle. Adapting to a new lifestyle or, you know, trying to fit in somewhere. It, mm-hmm. It's not always negative. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now I know that. Exactly. Now I see myself as a podcaster. So I have to try and fit into that lifestyle. Right. Which oh, is positive. Thing. It's oh. not a fit, bad fitting. It's exactly. like you're adapting into something. Exactly. So I find myself, there's this podcast that I was, a podcast that I was listening to. They invited this guest. The guest has, ooh, her English. Mm, bottom podcast was like, Immaculate. Yo, exactly. <laughs> the bottom podcast was like, your English is perfect. You know what? I found myself, parking in the middle of the street looking up the definition of subconscious because i know the definition yeah. but no, i honestly know the definition but i'm like how do i use it to a point where people are gonna notice that i'm using big you words now that? don't play with me don't play you with like me with the big boy. i'm just like yeah you you subconsciously do things that you don't want to do hey don't play with me she used that when, we, when she was talking. You know, you used Did it. Did I use it? Did I, I use it? it? Who used it? Well, that? I, I don't know, but maybe. It. I unfortunately don't have a disorder game for this week. 
Um, we'll be skipping it, unfortunately. Hey, that was so nice about keeping it professional. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get this professional. <laughs> get out. Get out, Joe. Get out. Guys, today, Memuna is not handling this segment anymore. You get it? We hacked it. We're handling oh, this um, so-called interview. It's not a very special interview. I mean, we have a choice. You have a choice to skip this segment, y'all. Oh, but... my God. <laughs> if you guys skip this Yo, segment, don't so ever come nice. back to any other so segment. Nice my, on my introduction for hard segment. segment okay, let me introduce you. Let me introduce you. No, no, no it's okay. I'll no, introduce no, my no, best. Need, no, 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 no. The questions, not jo, me. It's not yeah. affecting my lifestyle now. So. I'll, I'll introduce Bestie. Bestie, are you ready? I'm ready. All right, guys. So today we have a very, 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 very special person. Very, 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 very special person. <laughs> you know who she is? The jealous little sister. Uh-huh. Okay. Mm-hmm. You you know what's crazy? Bestie, mm-hmm. I don't even know your last name. Can you... <laughs> Are you not embarrassed? <laughs> this is really embarrassing. No, Are you no, not it's embarrassed? Not. It's 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 not. okay. Let, let her oh, introduce herself. Okay, best people. Go ahead. Because it looks like you you picked up a task that you don't even know how to handle. So move out of the way. Wow, you just gave her. <laughs> no, sorry, sorry, done. bestie. So sis. But, Introduce yourself. Tell the people who you are and where you live and what you do. Okay, <laughs> so um, I'm Maimuna Sise, S-E-S-A-Y, not Gambian Sise, please. See? My mom's last name is Sise. I'm pretty sure it's not the same spelling. It's S and C. So, yeah, I am half Gambian, half Sierra Leonean. My mom is the Gambian and my dad is um, from Sierra Leone. Anyone from Germany ask you, I'm 100% Sierra Leonean because, you know, we have to lie sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Talk okay. about 100% Sierra Leone. Man, I'm half Malian. You know that, right? Who made you half Malian? I'm like oh, 25% Malian. Who made you 25% Malian? <laughs> You guys don't know my roots. I'm 25% Malian, but I go by 100% Gambian because I'm proud of Gambia. I'm proud of where I'm from, unlike you guys. Okay, so, uh, yeah, I currently live in Germany, not like the other two girls who live in America. Um, Bestie's getting aggressive. No. It reminds me, you know that Apple emoji with the body human you could enjoy. Yeah. But the best is getting aggressive. Nah, nah, you did not lie. America, America, it's bad. It's it's not it. um, But go ahead. I moved here when I was 12 years old. um, And um, I became a chocolate addict because of germany and i couldn't go out and stuff i'm playing but where did that come from i don't know what to say you guys need to ask me questions no but but we asked you to introduce yourself what you do you just uh, germany and jump into chocolate like what does chocolate have to do with you and germany no give us the story i feel like that's a story give us what happened um, yeah so um i my mom came here when I was four years old. 
and I was six months old when my dad came. I didn't really know my dad until I came here when I was 12 because until I saw him once, I think, after he got his papers like um, to stay in Germany and that was when I was nine, I feel like. And um, yeah, until I, um, I could come here, me and my sis, we stayed with my aunt and she was the one who brought us up and my um, grandma too, partly, because we didn't live far um, from her house. So, yeah, um, I also grew up with Kadi, the Abati girl, like literally. So you uh, need my name for clout? Dang. <laughs> you could have just talked about yourself without putting me Say in thank you that you're i'm mentioning you in right. my story so like i said i stayed with my aunt and with my two elder sisters i have seven sisters by the way no brothers just seven just six sisters i mean six sisters girl scout girl scout exactly Aww. so may based on you know what we talked about on the previous segment about the culture about trying to fit in. Since you move like um, from Gambia when you were 12 and you know that age is where you have to really, really try. You get it? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You're just starting, you know, being a teenager, going mm-hmm. through all those emotional roller coasters and trying to fit into a whole new country. And I don't think you've traveled before. So that was a big change. Mm-hmm. Like travel to a whole new country. So that was a big change. So how how was you trying to fit in? How did wait, it affect wait, you? Wait, hold on. Before you answer that, have you been to Sierra Leone before? No, I haven't. Fake Sierra Leone. I mean, uh, we wanted to, but um, we we unfortunately didn't make it. So um, before we could go, that summer that we came to Germany, that's the summer that we planned to fly out to Sierra Leone. The first time I was supposed to go to Senegal, I feel like Yala said I'm not going to go to Senegal because I've always attempted and I always uh-huh. fail. Remember when I was going to go with Uncle Habib and Auntie Judith? I was so happy. I'm like, finally, nothing stopping me. You didn't be all about it. You hit them, bam. And you see? <laughs> yeah, so we... She's saying that they hit a donkey. Yeah. yeah. So that's the most random thing we could have hit. Poor donkey. I hope he survived the accident. Survive, okay. Mm. <laughs> but go ahead, babes. Yes. Uh, it was a huge culture culture shock, to be honest, because like you said, I've never traveled out, out of Gambia. I mean, the farthest I went from Latir Kunda was to uh, Jara with Mba. <laughs> <laughs> Not even Baseo. <laughs> Not Baseo, uh, Jara. But um, anywho, yeah, so it was a huge culture shock. I remember the first day we arrived. You guys saw the picture that Kelly sent in the group, oh, what yeah. I had on. That's yes, I'll they post it on Instagram. Me- yeah, you who's going to post the... this on Instagram? Because you're talking about you leaving Gambia right. and that picture was at the airport. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. anywho, that's the outfit that they let us wear. And I remember... African we... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that... Bestie was thinking. No, seriously. Um, we had such a nice lady, Auntie... Um, I forgot her name, but she's the one who was helping us in the flight. And the flight, we had to pay like to eat we did not know that no one gave us money so we just sat there without food and auntie lena exactly we have tried to find her a lot of times but we were not successful anywho Aww. auntie lena sat beside us and um 
she bought the food for us and i remember us um coming down going through security and then they just held us there they looked at our outfits and they were like um, <laughs> can you please sit there and give us our passports and then they called auntie lena to go <laughs> i feel like all we all been through that there's no me i'm sorry man i i look like an american don't don't make us don't make us post your pictures yo when i when i was leaving gambia i i sunset sunset american i was not even trying to risk it i had my jacket i had my adidas so bad oh my god but auntie lena was caught by the um, immigration police and she went with them to the side and i remember this policeman coming to me and my sister aisha and he was like um are you guys okay like do you need the woman and we were like yes we were so oh confused God. and then later oh on God, she told us they thought that i trafficked you guys and we were just like what <laughs> well, I how old was mama she was 15 Okay. So yeah, um, we came and I remember us like driving through towards our apartment, and I turned to Auntie Judith and I was like, "Where's the gate?" I was like, "The gate with the fence and everything," and she was like, "There's no gate. This is it." Oh, and then we went yeah. through it. I thought like the our apartment is directly there, and we had to go the uh, the stairs up and stuff. We went and there were so many doors, and I was like, "This is where we live." what because we don't have that in gambia right so that mm-hmm. was my first culture shock and then i had to go out with my dad and i remember wearing flip-flops although it was cold and everyone was looking at me my dad was like yeah um everyone is looking at you because you're wearing flip-flops and yeah. he, he told me like don't wear them and i was like you know what no i'm still wearing this sandals so i think he just wanted to let to let me see for myself that that wasn't the right choice mm-hmm. and um then school started i remember but also i remember being so scared to go out and play with the white kids mm-hmm. i don't even you were know scared of why. white people i was really scared of white people girl I, yeah that that's normal you sh- as you should i'm sorry yeah. as you should <laughs> Aisha and um, my other little sisters, they were go. They went out to the playground and they were like, "Come with us. We will um, we'll introduce you to every every other child like at the playground." And Aisha went with them because you know Aisha, she wants to see everything and she's everywhere. But I was just like, "No, I'm not going out." My mom was like, "What's wrong?" And I was just like, "Damaragal," <laughs> and that mm-hmm. became like such a joke after um school started. And everyone was really nice to me on my first school day. I remember them even buying for me lunch. Like, two girls bought uh-huh. lunch for me on mm-hmm. that day. You were adorable. Not gonna lie. You were no, very beautiful yeah. and adorable. Yeah. So. Yeah, I was He's adorable. still beautiful and adorable. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about that. I don't know about ha, that. I mean, I yeah, hate, 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 hate. But, I, I just um, complimented her. I, I, you said where you were. And then it was a backhanded compliment. We nice. were talking about before. So I was like, I get why they're doing that to you because you were adorable. Yeah, yeah. but anywho. Again. Oh, oh, also, I, I wore the um, hijab like on my third day in Germany. Really? Yeah, because the whole time when we were going to the embassy to get our visa, that was my promise to myself. But um, even before that, because a few years before, we tried to um, apply for Norway and they rejected us because we wanted mm-hmm. to come through Norway to my uncle. And then because my parents didn't have papers at that time. Mm-hmm. So um, 
yeah when they got their papers and we applied for germany like my promise to myself the whole time was like you will wear the hijab when you're in germany because i always wanted to wear it when i came i wore it on the third day so like mind you i haven't even really taken in all the culture culture shock and then i went and wore the hijab when telling me like i think this is too much you're just 12 you just came here maybe you should just Mm. do like a head head so wait tell us tell us about that what inspired you right at 12 you get it you think about that like when i get this i'm gonna wear the hijab i make a promise to god that i'm gonna do this at 12 i wasn't thinking about none of that Well, I wanted to wear the hijab because um, my mom wore the hijab when she had my elder sister. And then she started this um, hijab sisterhood or um, Muslim sisterhood in Gambia. It was called Maryam Bintu Imran, I think. And I grew up in this group. I grew up with this woman and um, a lot of them wore the hijab at that time. Mm -hmm. And they used to meet every Sunday and um, at someone's house or just at my mom's house most of the time. And then they would cook and then they would talk about the deen and um, learn du'as and hadith and stuff. So that whole us wearing ibadu sing and everything, say yeah, I'm start. Yeah, been to Imra. Yeah, she never stood and was like, you know what? I started this. Wow. I should be the one in initiating everything. Humble she queen. just started it like uh, um She's in humble. the neighborhood, and then it got bigger. And then we would go, we would go to um, conferences and meet other groups, and then it would get get larger and stuff. That's yeah, where that's we know how, how to sing. Allah my baram, 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 Oh my god. No, you're giving me yeah. flashbacks. We used to, we I used love to the love of Islam. We were and yeah, then also the months of Ramadan, the months of the year. I wish I was there, but now I feel left out. Yeah, the babes, it's okay. We will start our own. It's okay. No, but Yama, imagine being a kid and then yeah, that positive like islam that? oh yeah, my god those were the best time. i don't live in the house but when i come there like i think it happens mostly in summer mm-hmm. so fake and those were the best summers man yeah. that's why i always love imagine making islam so positive for a kid yeah. Yes, yeah. for me to love it like that and mashallah shout out to your mom a lot of, when a lot of people in the neighborhood also started to wear hijab when the mm-hmm. program started because my um the eldest of us rahi rukhaya she goes by rukhaya now but she um i remember she used to wear i don't remember but i they told me she used to wear the hijab in the sixth grade and um that's when yaya Jam was it yaya Jam? i'm not sure but the rule came like kids are not allowed to wear Mama hijab they- in school anymore <laughs> <laughs> Mama, can I'm still so is yeah, Japan. They were part of the blue, like that was Jawara time. Like I'm confused. What do you want to say? Your word, you always speak Christ. <laughs> Talk about I don't know if it's yeah, Japan. Like babes, that was in sixth grade. That was in like 1998. Calm down. Yeah, <laughs> in 1998. Can, but yeah, um, then they sent her home, and I remember my mom, my mom, and a few of her friends from the group. They fought really hard for her to wear the hijab, but they unfortunately didn't make it. Um, 
but yeah that's when a lot of kids in the neighborhood let me not say kids like teenagers also started to wear it so that's where the inspiration came for me and also my um Aisha she's been wearing the hijab since she was six she just started wearing it one day and then she stuck with it the whole time throughout and she's still with it and um i feel like it's now such a big part of her and Mm -hmm. she embraces it she never sits down and be like oh i wish i didn't wear it so early and that's for me a very a very strong thing to see because i don't know if i would say the same thing if i were not i don't think we all can say the same thing we were at our aunt she did a great job to um raising us i must say she did a great job like making sure that we don't take a a way that's not right for us for uh, that will ruin us in the future um but also my um the oldest of us Rukaya Kadi can tell you some things because that girl doesn't let anywhere, anything slide but um she also I <laughs> don't know yeah <laughs> you didn't want me before very I remember when I used to Mama? when I used to calm down and she would be like um you know what, this is not the right way. And it's true, now that I think about it, a lot of those things, if I would have done it or if I would have went to that place, then um, I would regret it now. And um, she is, I don't know, I feel like she just, but she's, it's just like... She's raised by God. Yeah. That's not hard to understand. If you don't understand that, maybe find God. Yeah, I think... But I, I really, I really do feel like that, mashallah, mashallah, because my, she was 13 when my mom came and she had two younger sisters. And she, I don't remember of myself think, looking at her and thinking like, oh my God, she, she is a child. I think my whole life I've always looked up to her as a grown person. I mean, I think about it now I'm, and I'm like, that's a lot of pressure um, for a 13-year-old girl. But she yeah. did it so gracefully that you never like really... You never remember Rohi being that play playful? No. Dang. I really, I really don't because I feel like she, she really did take the role of being the, uh, the elder sister and also... Mm. Um, I mean, also, my parents trusted her at a very young age. Like, they used, to, they used to send her money at 14 or 15. Money that, like, a 15-year-old should have For the pants or anything. Yeah, and she, would, and she would take care of this, and she would give it to us. She was in constant communication with my parents, like, asking, what should I do now? And she did it so well, like, so Mashallah. well without uh-huh. complaining. And, um, yeah, now that I think about it, it makes me a little bit sad because I'm just like, I can't remember her as a child, like as a teenager, because mm-hmm. she's so grown. Like, her mind is amazing, mashallah. Not to grow so, up in a young age. Those are the people who inspired me to to be like, you know what, I want okay. to wear the hijab. And also my mom, like, I mean, she's the pioneer of everything that happened and okay. how we grew up. Yeah. Um, Let's go back to the culture shock thing and give yeah. us a little story time on that before we move um, on. You guys know how to babs are suya bate to their mm-hmm. to their teachers in school. Hey, mm-hmm. the first day I entered a classroom and I had this child telling the teacher to shut up. I was like, you're what like just you've happened? lost your mind. <laughs> what just happened? Like, if this was us, we would we would be how am I suffering? But 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 my didn't you watch like Hannah Montana 
an oldest high school musical. And you're like, yeah, I didn't think that live. it's real. And also the kids were nice, like I said, until they became rude. Like one girl I remember was campaigning and she was going around and asking people, are you team Michelle or are you team Maimuna? Because she what? saw how everyone liked me and she became jealous of that. Mm. So she was talking bad about me. I didn't understand German that, at that time that well. So, so um, another uh, kid came to me and she was like, Michelle is mad at you. And she's telling people. The way Maimuna just keep a serious face and just no, like, I'm seriously. used to this. You ignore, she, you ignore and move. <laughs> she's like, I'm used to this. No, I love, I love Dutch. I love Dutch. Don't play with me. But anyway, I, I moved to another school and there I had a whole year where I had to learn German. And also, that was also um one of the biggest shocks for me too because those kids, most of them were um with immigrant backgrounds. Mm-hmm. And they, I remember them being so rude, so rude to us, the kids that had to learn German because we didn't understand. And they would talk to us like we're illiterate, like um, mm-hmm. we just don't know anything. And I remember one of them used to call me victim. So victim ah. in German is like we have opfer and you uh, it's literally used as an insult to, to someone. And um, I remember we, I used to smile at them and I would wave to them when they say it. And um, wow. until, the, until I came back home and I was like, I told my dad, they say, um, what does Opfa mean? Because I used to, I, I, I um, see them laughing every time that happens. And my dad was like victim. Um, and, and I was just like, but they call us that the, all the time and um, mm. we don't know it. Me? So for me, that that's when I started hating the school. But what did victim mean to you when your dad defined when your dad? For you? me, it was like um, they saw me as a lunatic, mm. as someone like who needs no help. Brains. Yeah, and someone who doesn't know anything just because of my, just because I came from Africa to here. Because I remember us watching Happy Feet in music, and then the, I was like, oh, I love this movie. And the teacher turned around to me and she was like, oh you have television it was a whole <gasps> adult who said this <laughs> them laughing and someone said like i thought she came in a boat and oh um, my god for me at that time you know when you have no one i was 12 and then there's no one there to like defend me and stuff i just laughed along to these jokes but i Lisa, i really hated that school i really laughing. really hated that school and i remember my dad telling me if you're done with the one year you can stay at the school i was like Mukala, i will not <laughs> stay at this school and although there were so many kids with immigrant backgrounds there was also a black girl and i remember her changing schools and them calling me her name the whole time. Oh. They they just wouldn't stop. They they wouldn't call me my name. They would call me her name. And that girl, I remember them when they used to make the jokes. She used to laugh with them. And I don't because I'm not. She's her. helpless, like you. Exactly. Them. I don't blame her now. I never blamed her because I knew. I I always thought like if I was in her position, what would I do? And um. Also, when I changed school, it was then a school with only white kids. So, um, 
literally only white kids and mm. that one was not as bad as the um other school though i must say but it was it was bad when it comes to like bullying and stuff it wasn't bad but when it comes to race stuff and and so like i remember they the kids used to be like how do africans dance or they would see my hijab and be like namaste to me because i was also the only ah, one with, yeah. yeah namaste yeah. I know, so stupid. Those what ones, does Namaste have looked, to do with uh, hijab? She? I just used to laugh at those, those ones because it's just, yeah. And and also, I had I had many friends. Like, that school, I knew a lot of people. I had many friends, but they never, like, stood up for me. That's what always, that was always weird and um, somehow hurtful for me. I remember standing there and always feeling so helpless. My first school day in that school, a boy ripped my hijab off my head. That was the seventh grade. Like I was just 13 or um, almost 14 at that time. Yeah. And he ripped the hijab off my head. And um, the nice thing though was um, there were a few Turkish boys. They were siblings, two of them. And then the other one was Moroccan, I think. They came to me after that and they were like, you know what? No worries. We'll beat him up. And I was just like, don't beat him up, please. <laughs> I'll get more. But they, they really stood up for me then in that moment. But those same people were the ones that would stand by with their friends when they would tell um, say jokes like, how do Africans dance? Or when they would say the N-word. So it's like, okay, have your friends ever been, have you seen like kids who are from Africa like you, trying to pretend as if they're not from Africa? Definitely. And they will Definitely. laugh at you, mm-hmm. acting no, like um, they're not Africans. The thing is, those kids were not in my school. I was the only black girl in our school. What? Yeah. <laughs> I was the only black girl in our school. And um, when I was in the 10th grade, another black girl was then... She wasn't even really black. She was from Sri Lanka, but she was also dark-skinned. So... um she came and that's when but i was already out of the school at that time like i was almost gone but from the seventh to the to the ninth grade i was the only person i was the only black person there so that's why i never really found my voice so i would i would just stand there and be so helpless and i would turn to my friends and they would they wouldn't even comment on it i remember (laughs) i remember this girl she used to call me um nigger and um, um they just say nigga like so they they even say that nigga right. so like yeah. what happened to school principals so, and people what, wait they I never girl I never I for me though what was really good is that I had Aisha Aisha was also just starting now and then we would talk about it at home. I had a safe space where I would vent and listen. And my dad and my parents would be like, um, listen. you know what? This is how you go through with it. And this is what you should do. And don't mind. Don't." I mean, after a few months or years, I just blocked them out. I mean, it's still hard when my friends wouldn't. Say. My thing is, it hurt me more that my friends stood by silently when they could say something because they were very vocal when it came to anything else those are not your friends definitely be honest like i do check on check up on one of them from time to time but to be honest it's not like we're still friends and we used to be good friends i must say um it's just that 
when I when when school was over and I graduated, I was just like, I don't need these people in my life anymore because to be honest, they remind me too much of that time, and I want I don't really want to be reminded of my high school experience and how it wasn't really pleasant because like we like the quote at the start, I changed a lot to um, be part of them, and still I always saw like that they never really accepted me especially yeah, when it came are. to when it came to the boyfriend thing or the going out thing and they would be like everyone was losing their virginity I remember and I would be like I don't want to lose mine now um I want to save it up like um my I'm following my religion and stuff and they would be like oh if you, they if, will laugh if at you, you have a boyfriend you would definitely do it and I would be like nine and they would discard my feelings every single time and they would make it um out to be a joke and it was and they would say things like oh you're the prettiest black person we've ever seen or um, your family is so civilized or something like that and I, that that just like that's when Aisha started to write and um she started to um write um when i was in the 8th grade when she started to write and it was about this stuff we really she had an outlet for herself and then i had an outlet through that because I saw someone mirroring my feelings and saying it out loud. And Lisa. also, I must say Malcolm X, I read his book and then my eyes just opened and I was mm. in another world. And I remember reading his book and it was like I was there. No, for no, for no, English or German? In English. I'm obsessed with German. Let me chill. <laughs> no, seriously, you I are. Should, my should, my should, um, help you with I, how many times teach me dot teach me dot mobile 15 euros get out yeah please i'm hustling hey, get out get out personally i support it i support the patience i can say mm-hmm. and you didn't really because if that was some other people they would get into trouble all the time but may no. may may cannot fight so she I would rather fight. keep quiet exactly. mama don't, don't try to be like you girl you <laughs> you can't because oh, no. she can fight with her mouth not like no i did stuff. though that's the thing when i found like Lisa. like i said aisha's outlet to poetry and then i found malcolm's book and then mm-hmm. i read it and i started like, t- i started teaching myself more about racial stuff going to workshops and stuff and in the ninth grade i remember i used to speak out like i was on, i was on snapchat every single day like writing thousand and like i used to write such long texts about how this is racist about how this is this germans are racist they really yeah i mean definitely and then that's when and everyone recognized that at school everyone that had me on snapchat and then i think they were talking about it too because i didn't let anything else slide and i remember this girl once said something like she was afraid guys she said something about blacks only wearing white shoes and someone came and te- told me that and i went Good. up to her and i was like someone just told me you just said that black people just wear um white shoes and stuff <laughs> <laughs> that was so unnecessary but, but she, I, she, it was necessary because you don't you don't so talk afraid. about she black people she was like no i didn't mean it that way i didn't say that i didn't mean it that Good. way i was like yeah good for you because we definitely wear more colors than just white and also <laughs> white air force are in right now and no i was like white air force are in right now you're wearing one you wear all um, one all the time with so your that was your combined people 
No, I was like, you look basic with all of your friends every single time. So <laughs> Mate, we, we I'm trying to pick up this. No, I'm actually proud of back. you. That's that was good. That was but good. no, was and good. and then she made it out to be a joke. She was like, yeah, I know that. I know that. I didn't mean it that way. But then also, now I think about it, we did that. We had all this culture shock. And when we did that, because we used to talk about talk about the culture shock and the racial stuff happening to us our younger sisters also who were just starting out like in the um junior school they used to um, talk with us about this stuff too and now those kids like they have their mouths like no one comes to them with this nonsense because they know that they will come back with something and I'm really proud of that, that we established like a safe space where we could talk about it at home and then they learn something about it. And that's how they started their junior school years. Yeah, so that's the story. That's it. That was a good story. Like, Thank you. We're really proud that you found your voice in, um, in that situation later yeah. on. And keep being you... female, Malcolm X, right. we support right. you. No, my if she's passionate about something, don't even try my because she will come at you. May will go on Twitter. They have right. Gambia. I will. <laughs> we'll document it everything. You know, you know, May, I knew that you talk, but I didn't know that you could talk publicly mm-hmm. until no, like I, last space. month. Yeah. I was like, I was kind of surprised. I'm not going to lie. I'm like, so made of the moon who low publicly need because no, I was I, like, my girl, you're doing your thing. No, I do. I do. Like, literally, um, if you want to debate, I'm here. Let's do it. But it's just like... Don't worry, we have that. It should be a discussion that's that's useful for me. Please, I don't need headache. You're making me a serial male. You want to have a discussion that have control. Bobo Labu want to just my card be like, my best card be, but we... It has to be a useful discussion. You coming up with serial male. Come on, babe. Hey, that's so fun, yeah? move no, on but thank you so much and thank i feel like mind. my interviews are better than mine's oh, you know, is that? okay oh, wow. yeah ma- no but i actually stay up stuff i know how to interview people so basically we started off telling our stories just to basically inspire people to come up here and tell us whatever they want to talk about you mm-hmm. see so next week surprise guest we having one of our friends or mm-hmm. anyone we're not going to tell you who, but we have someone who's going to come up here and talk to us and tell us something about themselves or whatever they want to talk about. It doesn't have to be limited. Whatever you want to talk about. And whatever please, please, please. Sharing. Exactly. If you do want to come up, we don't discriminate. Anyone. We don't. We DM us on Instagram. We will definitely reply. Uh, our Instagram is um, the Reflection Diary. T-H-E dot Reflection Diary. Again, T-H-E dot Reflection Diary. You sound like those um, people. people. <laughs> <laughs> so, as quite in a bad talk. <laughs> so, guys, every time I come up with names. I, I'm being creative with my creativity. So I come up with a name for my dilemmas. Dilemmatness. It's called dilemma. It's dilemma, babes. Okay. Maybe I mean, I call that, it dilemma. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess it's American English versus British English. British, yeah. But I call this segment dilemmatness 
like Dilemma oh, and Madness. Does I that like make it. sense? Dilemma and Hey guys, welcome back to Dilemma the I best segment the of this madness. podcast. It's madness because this last um, uh, Dilemma I got had me thinking of my audience being madness all over. <laughs> so guys, this Dilemma happens on Instagram. All the messiness happens on Instagram. So like I said, follow us on instagram to get all the source and you know be engaged you get it you know, get engaged you know participate because these audience i love them because they always participate and they bring in the source but let's move on because mariama has to go to work and i have to go yeah, to sleep boy. so are you guys listening we're here so, order our sister mm. wants an advice She's going through it. She said, I'm with a guy that I'm not physically attracted to. He's a very nice guy, but I don't know what to do. He's an amazing guy. She's repeating this. Get it? She's like, he's an amazing guy and he takes good care of me. I do love him, but sometimes I don't. Every little thing he does annoys me and I get angry at him unknowingly. What should I do? She said, should I leave him because of looks or not? Before, before you answer that, can I ask you one question? Uh-huh. Do y'all think people can love their partner without being physically attracted to them? Hell no. No. That's Why? not possible. No. Yeah. Why? I think you can love a person as a person because of their character and stuff, but you can't be in love with them like and look at them as a partner if you're not physically attracted to them. That's not possible. And then you, you know that thing they said like don't go for looks, go for love. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's a big scam because yeah. <laughs> ha, you 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 wake up next to a monkey. Right. What do you want to do? And are you gonna you run can... or are you gonna stay How in bed? How does Beyonce do it? I always say this when I hey. see Jay Z. Jay Z might want to sponsor or don't don't come here calling me ugly. <laughs> what if hey. you want to sponsor us and listen to this podcast? But imagine waking up waking up next to a baboon, so you have to pretend as if you're not scared. Well, smiling honey i get that don't go for the look sometimes because people actually some people are actually very very like genuine and know how to love you in your own love language and stuff so i get that part but not to the point where like it's worse you know you don't you're not physically attracted to that no, I, guy. I also think right. that most of the times when people say don't go for the looks they literally mean don't just look for mm-hmm. looks right. Uh, but mm-hmm. also and, uh, ignore all the other red flags right. yeah right. i mean mm-hmm. just looks you can you can find someone physically attractive and their character is so ugly like and that always you off. Mm-hmm. like always so, yeah. always like having always. the time right but yeah i i surprisingly i agree with you guys today but you know all this look stuff guys ladies people someone might be attracted uh, attractive in my eyes but mm-hmm. not in Maimuna's eyes exactly yeah so and- stop seeking validation from your friends mm-hmm. to be with your partner if and, he's attractive to you in your eyes exactly. they look better in person <laughs> hey me mariam will be sending some guys stop, stop in the group chat i'm just like pictures. sis I'm like, <laughs> Mariama, i'm not judging oh but God. i'm judging 
no bestie man i would just be like if you're happy i'm happy because i don't know how you do it but maimuna let me tell you maimuna with ugly maimuna will find ugly guys attractive i will send ugly guys hey i'm not even joking maimuna you be doing that you do that you do that was giving me all the guys like, I've sent. I was literally being supportive mm-hmm. because if you supportive find him attractive, and lying, I'm attractive. Why should right. I tell you he's uh, he, he's so ugly? But he's ugly. We know that, I right? Them ugly. He's ugly. But he's let's small. get serious. Bulma Dimbale, Bulma You can tell how passionate okay. she was. Can I go that. first again? Okay, go go, babes. I feel like she's just making herself. Good. I'm not being mean or anything, sis. I'm sorry if this doesn't come out. But um, I feel like you were putting yourself in that situation. You know you don't like the guy. And um, instead of wasting both of you guys' time, tell them you don't find them attractive. If you're there for the thing he's doing for you, then it's not fair to him because you're just mm-hmm. there for... for um. You guys will be surprised. <laughs> right. <laughs> For the right. Go ahead, like, doc. Just, just go ahead and tell and, and tell him that you're not attracted. You don't even have to tell him you're not attracted to him. Just tell him you don't think this is working. And um you guys can go your separate ways. I um I do agree with Bestie to some extent because mm-hmm. um I don't necessarily think that she's just um stringing him along. I mean she is stringing him along and that's unfair mm-hmm. for him. But mm-hmm. I also think in her case, it's because of pity mm-hmm. and also because she's thinking about how good he, he is to her. Because she mentioned more than once that he's amazing and he's so good mm-hmm. to her. So that's her focus. Just because he's good to me, I can't leave him. But please go ahead and leave him. Like, if you're not but- attracted to him and if you say, if you, you say that you love him, then just leave him because you're not attracted to him. So that love, don't love will him. never be there. No, what she has is just the surface level love. Right. Like, exactly. Love you love everything like, about him, but to la exactly. you just feel like touching. She's right. annoyed of him. Like, mm-hmm. that's how it starts. Him. When an ugly mm-hmm. guy even breathes, I get yeah, annoyed. Get yeah. So I understand that. <laughs> <laughs> But like no, why are you no. even breathing? It's unfair. <laughs> like why are you breathing? It's unfair to him because he's giving you all his love and right. all this um all this time he's investing in, in your relationship and you are here having doubts because you are not physically at all attracted to him. Like let that gift go and just break it off. Just think about what you're doing right now and that it will go to an extent where you will just hate him so okay. just let it go let me tell you let me give my opinion i feel like mm-hmm. our good sis went for the personality yeah because people have been in toxic relationships where the guy has the looks but never treat them right. Boy, yeah. I went through where the guy don't even have the looks. Uh-huh. I don't know what was going. <laughs> nah, but <laughs> no, like Say the, the guy is toxic and it's just like, come on, nothing good. You don't call them. You don't, you know, you don't give the girl attention, love. But mm-hmm. she found someone. She's like, oh my God, this is all I've been looking for. But there's one thing I can, that I don't like. But you know, sometimes when you get into a relationship, you're like, I can truly this. I can, maybe, I think I can handle this. Okay. 
Yes, that's how I feel. I didn't go to an extent her all that details, but I feel like that she was like, okay, it's just look. Why should I leave a good guy because of looks? Right. Go and find a guy who you find physically attractive, exactly. attractive okay. because physical matters, even you know everywhere and everywhere. But okay. we let me tell you what my Instagrammers feel and what they think. And if I tell you guys, <laughs> so, you so know, we are feel... out here telling her we feel bad for the man. She's raising the man's I time. I feel bad for me, Wait, man. These men are up here responding, talking about of she should not leave him. Of course. It's all about looks. You, all the girls okay. are like, I don't leave know him. At, how many of them are Gambian men? I, I, sis, I don't disclose my people. Don't do that. <laughs> uh-huh. I don't disclose yeah, no, their identity. But, but what I find crazy is... Half of the men that are saying that, not even the men that are saying that, but half of the time, men always, always do this. They, they don't even like you. They mm-hmm. don't, they don't even like you to that point. But they will still try to be with you just because. I don't know why they do that. I, I just mm-hmm. can't wrap my head. I around. feel like we're both. Is all both genders are guilty? I don't. Mm-hmm. Men you do don't all the time. No, I feel like women, women be with like, men that they don't like. Too. No, I feel like men. No. Just, just because. But, but females, I feel like if we um, we don't like someone, is really hard because we can't keep up. As long as soon as we see someone we like, the other one don't get the attention. Oh yeah, anymore. they would do it. Like you see, men did some like a person that you like. What? Why? Like what was the? That's reason? not even their type, right? Did you guys yeah. watch Love Is Blind? No, I don't. Like the first season has this guy, and the second season too, they both went for women who from the shake that they don't want them. No, not shake. Shake is you. Shake loud on oil. Shake, love is blind. Yeah. And Shayna didn't I even like him. She didn't even like him. Jessica and Mark was also the same thing. He was pining over this girl, and this girl was telling everyone and their mom, like, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't find him attractive. I don't like him. He's too emotionally mature Thank for me. You. He literally said that. He's too emotionally <gasps> mature for me. And she is 34 years old. Like, what <laughs> I exactly. grandma. Grandma, you should be out there breastfeeding your grandkids. <laughs> Talking about emotionally mature. Much you, you, you. Wait, you what should you be the queen of maturity. Men, men, men being emotional. What do you guys think? Because I think that's really I nice. Find that attractive I find that attractive. Right. I want to see, yeah. want to see you weep. I want to see you cry. Yeah. I, I want to see you like, sad. I don't like crying. Sad. I don't cry. Like, what, what's the point? I, what's the point? Too? I'm not attracted mm-hmm. to men who have that toxic masculinity. masculinity. Because I'm right, just right. like... Because I they will cry in the shower. So the tears with... would they would they will not see the tears because when the water is falling, they don't even want to see their own tears. So when the water is falling, the water can wash mm-hmm. up the tears. So that builds like... up a lot of emotions and you end up putting that on people that don't even mm-hmm. deserve it. If you see this I'm man, a... you need boof, I'm... you need fit. It's all emotions. It's no, no power, it's nothing. <laughs> it's all emotion making them funky, 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 funky yeah. big. Sorry, no, no discrimination. I'm just talking about like you know when they're both and big. No, no body shaming. I'm you just know, saying you might have it's built up emotions. There. But the thing is, I'm not even attracted to, um, to people who talk too much about how, mm-hmm. they, how they're feeling about me and stuff. But right. also, I, I hate it. I do want right. to see you Be show obsessed. emotions. Oh, like, ahead. if you're not feeling well, let's talk about it. Like, just just, just, just talk about your emotions. You don't have to be like, uh, I'm, an gorla, mm-hmm. I'm an alpha male. I hate that alpha male mentality. If you oh, come, yeah. Mm-mm. Okay, guys. So, 
let's hear from the intellectual bodies and the intellectual gents from the Instagram. <laughs> so one beautiful sister said, yes, she has to leave him because the more she stays, the more she's hurting him. Being physically attracted to someone you're in a relationship with matters, like mm -hmm. we all said. Mm -hmm. So see, I'm going to specify the gender so you guys can tell the difference. And this other buddy said, yes, don't ask me why. I just my kids. <laughs> Leave that man. Sis, are you leaving Your sisters are advising you. Leave that mm -hmm. man. Leave. Huh. The, this, I don't and, know if and, I should And like Desi always says, karma is real. Uh -huh. yeah, mama, karma is real. It is. That. It is. Yeah, it is. Uh -huh. Okay, this one, I don't know if I should say intellectual gent or... Ha. This one who... Local gent gentleman said, <laughs> "No, she shouldn't. Just like that." <laughs> so, what do you want her to do? Ah, man, I don't know. You see, men, men, booking send but they want to hurt themselves. No, like, Someone, yeah, this beautiful lady, intellectual uh, body said, "Yes, I, I respect that. You could have given a reason, but I like that." And this intellectual gentleman said, really speaking, if you don't love a person, nothing about them attracts you. Trust me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I feel like he's reversing it, talking about you're not physically attracted to him because you don't love him. Mm -hmm. hmm. I well, like this guy. Um, mm, no. I would say, though, you can find a lot of people physically attracted to you without being in love them. with them. He's saying that, yo, uh, if, if I don't love you, that means I'm not, it's basically what we're saying. You cannot, you cannot not be physically attracted to someone and say you love them like a partner. Yeah, oh, he's, okay, like that, he's talking about, yeah, he's speaking in a partner. He's like, come on, if you don't oh, love them, them, you're not going to like, nothing about them mm. attracts you. That's what he's saying. There mm -hmm. might something, some little things might attract you, but when love, when you're like deeply in love with someone, mm -hmm. you know, so many things about them attracts you. You get it? And you, you know, you I... become deaf. And blind and, and, dumb, and, and dumb and everything. And stupid. Yeah. yeah. So um another intellectual body said, Ha, I cannot respond to this one now. I don't think she should knock. Look at this one. Intellectual, local body. Intellectual where? No, local body. <laughs> What's wrong with you, babe? Okay, that's our opinion. Interlocal body. I I don't have no right to call you local body because that's interlocal so, so interlocal, intellectual and local. So one intellectual interlocal guy said <laughs> why are all the guys interlocal like i want to call to this guy but it's not fair because i literally gave the girl inter interlocal one interlocal guy said she shouldn't but that's a tough situation to be in because looks matter nowadays i feel like if you have the question that he's giving no i don't agree with nowadays them. looks should matter always all the time matters. right because mm. our grandparents didn't have a voice. That's why they're sticking with baboons. Exactly. <laughs> and having children with monkeys. Oh, God. Okay, someone said, yes, if you're not physically attracted to someone, it's hard to build a connection. True. That part. So, uh -huh. and the last one that, hmm, we will talk one minute about that guy. You get? Okay. So... This guy said, she's a lucky girl. She has someone amazing, taking good care of her, and above all, loves her. What does she want again? Love is and never will stay constant. It goes up and down always. That's true. He have a point over But there. no, that she has nothing to do with looks, him. though. She that's why the girl said, him. but that, that's why the girl says, 
I love him sometimes and sometimes I don't. Sometimes I don't, right. But that's not Clearly. healthy. If that was the only case, I love him sometimes and sometimes I don't, then I would understand. Understand, point. exactly. Right. Because sometimes I love Mariana, sometimes I don't. Attracted uh, to him why are you bringing me into this? And starting to get annoyed by him. So right. that's a no-go. Like, that's a red flag. She should just leave him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she, sis, leave him. hurting herself um, and the guy. But guys, thank you. That was interesting. Sadly, we have to go to work and, you know, we're running out of time. But thank you so (laughs) much uh, for joining. Thank you so much uh, for that, you know, for participating every week. We love it. We love it. We love it. So next week, we're coming up with a new dilemma. And make sure you share your dilemmas with us too, because this person is an audience. Like, she listened. Continued, right? This one, uh, uh, we don't have anything else. Do yeah, you have okay. anything else to say about no, it? I don't. I thought you guys have. No, no, it's it's uh, it's all right. Alhamdulillah, everything is good. Um, do you want to make a dua? Yeah. Um, may Allah bless us with more barakah. I mean, um, we started this podcast with Bismillah. May it be great like i feel like every single episode is always great but may it be uh, more great and may we have more energy every Amen. week to do it Amen. and may we also have the ambition may it get greater than this Amen. Um, may allah give us sabr for everything Amen. that we do in life and Amen. may he give us um reward us with contentment and sutura um, i don't know how it's called in um English, but may he bless us with Sutra um, and also bless our families and us and give us good health. Amen. And to every listener listening, may we start the Ramadan in good health and may we Amen. also finish. We it have with good Ramadan health. contents too. Exactly. Inshallah. They're coming soon. So, yeah. Thank you. Stay Thank you guys everyone. so much for listening. Thank you for listening to our last episode. Stay blessed. Bye. We love you. Thank you.